Welcome to episode four of the Tales of Enelis. A solo role-playing experience. I am Dr. E.J. Kane, ready to continue this story with all of you. Last time we left off, Thorfinn Asbjornsson, the Naradri warrior and scout who fought in the Great Alliance War, was returning home from that war, spending many weeks on the trails, returning to his home village of Elkwood with his friend and companion Alphys Casper, a thief and rogue from the city of Westgate, who was an indentured servant in the war, a, a conscripted criminal. But they became friends, despite their background differences. They had traveled along through the journeys, coming across um, the, the village of Lone Fort, which they sort of had to leave behind, seeing that it was taken over by bandits, but there was nothing they could do. They returned to the city of Elkwood after a, a battle with a cougar in the wilds. They came across some hunters from this, the village of Elkwood. Hunters who themselves had fought in the war, but had returned home weeks prior. And welcome uh, Thorfinn and Alphys. Um, they were led by a friend of Thorfinn's called uh, Samarlid, who is a great bulky warrior who warns Thorfinn and Alphys that things in Elkwood were not going well. We learned that Elkwood had recently rejected some outsiders, uh, refugees that came back to find their village gone for whatever reason, and they tried to get help in Elkwood, but Elkwood was not doing well itself. We learned that Elkwood does not have a leader right now. The leader of Elkwood went off to war and left their son in charge, but for whatever reason, their son uh, had perished and there was nobody to lead the people that stayed behind. And their supplies dwindled. The winter was particularly harsh for the people of Elkwood and they had few supplies. And when these refugees came asking for help, Elkwood, the people of Elkwood said they, there was nothing they could do. They were already low on supplies themselves. However, those refugees, um, some of them soldiers returning from the war were desperate. They snuck into Elkwood and stole what remaining food supplies they could. And so now Elkwood is, is suffering. They're low on food. And Samarlid and his friends are out hunting in the wilds, trying to get what food they can to bring back home. Thorfinn returns home, eager to see his parents, Halfdan and Aslef, to see their faces. He has not seen them in years since he's been away at war. He gets to his home and finds it broken and abandoned. He goes over to his family friend Kalf, an old man, that a potter who has been a family friend for years, and he learns from Kalf that Halden and Aslef died over a year ago. They withered away and blackened by some sort of dark magic. And Kalf has no idea who had done this or why. And so Thorfinn vowed to avenge his parents. And that's where we left off. Thorfinn had vowing he was going to get revenge for his parents. 
after talking with Kalf, Thorfinn returns to his abandoned family home, the, the small, small hut on the edge of town. And like I said, the roof has probably some holes in it. Rodents have been getting in. It's been basically left abandoned for a year or so. I think even now it doesn't feel like home to him. But they they set a fire and they've been on a long journey. Weeks they've been traveling from the far north fighting in the Alliance War. They traveled through Jotunblood Vale all the way down here to the far and west where they were heading towards to reach Elkwood. Alphys is sees that his friend is tense and bitter, the, his eyes still red from the tears when he learned of his parents' passing. And Thorfinn's thoughts are just rambling in chaos. He, he cannot handle all of this at once. His village is in shambles, his parents are dead, and some dark magic had come to them. He's just sort of brooding, I think, playing with the fire. Not even sure what to do next. Does he does he help his village? Does he go looking for what evidence he can for what happened to his, his parents? There's a lot going on here. So I think what Thorfinn's going to do, he's gonna sleep on it. I think it's, it's growing into evening and uh, the fire warms up the hut a little bit. Um, I think I think he spends some time keeping himself busy. He doesn't want to. His thoughts are rambling, so Thorfinn's just trying to fix up fix up the hut a little bit, patch the holes as best he can, and uh, Alphys is sort of silently kind of helping him with this. And so they they sort of spend the evening talking very little, as and, they, and they're probably eating their rations again. They they don't have much. There's not a lot of food here, for sure. <laughs> no one's been living here for a year. What, what food they probably had, the other villagers had long since taken, since Thorfinn's parents certainly didn't need them. And so, the night goes by, and Thorfinn has dark dreams, seeing his parents' faces smiling at him, and then turning black withering away and falling into ash. And he wakes up in the night screaming, No! 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 Alphys kind of looks over, makes sure his friend's okay. And knowing that Thorfinn's probably okay. And Alphys is kind of selfish. He's smug. He's not the, I think, nurturing type. So he, he sees that Thorfinn is physically fine and, and, and kind of goes back to laying down. And Thorfinn's just sort of breathing heavily. I will avenge you. I will avenge you. I will avenge you. For the rest of the night, he's tossing and turning, trying to get sleep, but he's having trouble finding rest. When the dawn finally cresses over the hills, and it's you know another decent day, partly cloudy, the sunshine cresses the hills, the the light of the of the dawn streaming in through the the many holes of the of the hut, and uh, 
I think Thorfinn barely got sleep. He's sort of restless and and uh, he doesn't recover any spirit mechanically from the night. And so he's still tortured by what he's learned. And so now we're kind of at a decision point. I think Thorfinn is so focused on what happened to his parents. The problems of the village seem, not that they aren't important to him, but they're a bit removed. His anger is driving him forward. He, all he can think about is revenge, vengeance for his lost parents. And so Thorfinn decides he's got to he's got to find out who did this and why and so uh like i'll tell you i have no idea what happened why someone did this to his parents so uh i will discover at the same time that thorfinn does if he ever does so the first thing i'm going to do actually is uh he's gonna ask around the village he's, he's trying to get some information i mean it's been over a year so Unfortunately, given all the trials and tribulations that have been going on in the village, it's possible that nobody has any information. Um, and so he's going to ask around the village. So this is going to be a uh, gather information from Ironsworn. We're going to roll on this using... Uh, I think we're going to do this using uh, Persuasion. So... He's going to be asking around the village. Unfortunately, Thorfinn is not the best um, uh, talker. He's not the best uh, communicator. So he, his, his persuasion's a d4. So we're going to roll that with the d6 wild die. And we're going to see. <laughs> Maybe he's, he'll get some information around town. All this, while he wants to help his friend, he doesn't know these people. He's an outsider, too. They Nobody trusts him here. Um, they see him as as a potential threat even in, in the worst case. So I think Altus is just sort of hanging back at, at, at the hut, trying not to get in the way. Um, his presence would only make things worse. So Thorfinn's going around the village. He's asking people, you know, he's, he's hearing the story of what happened to his parents over and over. Those that had seen the, the black and withering bodies of his parents, probably horrified. Um, yeah, did he learn anything? Here we go. We're going to roll on this. Oh, ho, ho, ho! four and a six. So we explode on both die. Um, maybe get a, se a seven on both. Okay. So we have a seven minus one. That is a six. That is a weak hit. So I think he gets um, information that complicates his quest, introduces a new danger. So, okay. Um, if you're... Any of you that are curious, I am not using the momentum system here. I feel like the Bennies from Savage Worlds sort of overtakes that role. Um, so I'm not going to be using momentum in case anyone's curious about that. Okay, so he has a complication. So what is the wrinkle in this? Um, let's roll on the... Action in subject here. Let's see... What is the wrinkle? What does he learn? What what does he learn here? Um, that is a faulty. We get a postpone. Postpone power. Postpone power. 
Okay, I've got I've got nothing from that. Let's think about that. I'm gonna roll again to see if it gets the brain cells jostling. Um, so that is a haggle, haggle extravagance. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so this is what happens. Okay, I've got an idea. Yes, I'm gonna ask the oracle actually if this is what happens. And if it's if it says yes, I will tell you. Um, I'm gonna just say somewhat likely here. Um, because of what happened last episode where he found out his parents were back to Chaos Factor 5. So 50-50. No. Okay. So that is not what happened. So no need to worry about that. Alright, so that's not what happened in what postpone power and haggle extravagance haggle for extravagance postpone okay okay not my initial thought but i think this is what happens um so someone or something came to the village of elkwood during this sort of before things were really bad but they remember all of the soldiers most of the soldiers had left elkwood to go fight in the alliance war and so there were not a lot of defensive uh people the militia was weak here in elkwood and in a lot of the villages in the region and so i think banditry sort of became strong and dangerous and sort of the lands have sort of fallen into 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 danger and so I think a, a powerful entity of some kind, I don't know what, came to Elkwood and sort of offered a bargain. They haggled for extravagance. Uh, they were haggling. Um, there's sort of this... Um, they would leave Elkwood alone. They, yes, so they were going to leave Elkwood alone if they, they made some sort of bargain with Elkwood. So maybe, I think, I think Elkwood had to make some sort of tribute to this entity in order to be safe, in order to not be harmed by this entity, whatever it is. And so what happened is I think Thorfinn's parents, yes, so they argued against this. They said no. They were telling the other villagers, you know, remember this is at the time they had the weak leader. Um, and that's a good question. I actually, we should answer immediately. Was this weak son of the leader, which we never gave a name, but I think we should give a name. Who was this leader? Getir Skardson. So, young Getir. Young Getir Skardson. So, so young Getir Skardson of Elkwood. He was not really adept at being a leader. Um, was he alive? when this entity came and made this bargain was he the one who tried to bargain i think so i think i think that's sort of why this bargain was dangerous because getir doesn't know what he's doing and so it was sort of not in the best i'm gonna say this is very likely yes okay so that is what happened getir makes this deal with this entity and uh and uh, I mean, given the, the dark magic, um, I think this entity was some sort of, you know, 
magical wizard, a wizard or necromancer or some sort of a witch or you know some someone with some sort of dark power. Um, whether they were the henchmen of a warlord or that themselves, I'm not sure. But I think this dark sorcerer, we'll just say yes. So this dark sorcerer came to the village of Elkwood and threatened them and wanted tribute. They wanted regular, you know, food, uh, pelts, you know, whatever the village of, of Elkwood could provide in, in exchange for not being destroyed. Gettier sort of formulates this deal. And I think it was a harsh, it was just so much supplies were being asked in tribute. And it was just too much for the village of Elkwood. And I think young Gatir doesn't, didn't really understand this. He was just trying to save his own skin and, and his people. And I think uh, Halfden, which is Thor, Thorfinn's father, was, was against this. He was, he was trying to fight against this, this deal. Uh, knowing in the end it would it would it would just delay <laughs> the power struggle right it would just it would get worse over time and so Halfden was against this and I think this dark sorcerer knew that found out about this and and cursed Halfden and and Asleaf his wife to to wither and die and that sort of I think strengthened the the uh, the resolve. I think so. I think okay. So this is why, and I think that's why Gatir is dead. I'm gonna... So after that happened, Gid Gatir finally get the courage to say no to the dark sorcerer. No, that's not what happened. So I think Gatir said yes especially after he saw what was happening to to halfton after halfton tried to refuse the dark sorcerer i think Gatir said yes and they started giving contribute that's why the village is so suffering now is because they've been giving tribute to the to this entity um and so i don't think the village certainly knows this. i think this is what of course uh Thorfinn finds out when he's talking to Kalf earlier. Kalf was mostly focused on his parents, but there's this much harsher reality going on here in Elkwood. And he learns that this village has been giving tribute. I think every, you know, you know, maybe once a month they gather all their tribute and been giving it to the the bandits who are under control. At least led by the Dark Sorcerer. I don't know if the Dark Sorcerer is the top boss responsible here or not but that's who they've been dealing with is this dark sorcerer and his minions these bandits that work under him and so they've been giving tribute they are suffering and i think it's likely they're still giving tribute but what the question is what happened to Gatir, the young the young uh leader he's we know he's not here that's we already established so was he killed did he maybe try, did he eventually grow uh, a backbone and, and push back? Did he get killed as an example to the rest of the village? I think that is, is, is very, very likely. Yes, okay. So Gatir is killed by, eventually killed by the, the Dark Sorcerer. It's another show of his power. He, you know, emulates him right in the, in the village center. So now the village is frightened. And I think that's what Thorfinn saw when he came in, the sort of, 
this forlorn faces. They've been terrorized by this dark sorcerer who showed his power as he came into town. And uh, every month they've been scrounging to, I mean, especially it's been over winter, so they're barely getting by. They're hunting as much as they can. They can't grow a lot of crops in the winter. You know, they mostly have um, tubers and stuff. They've been overwintering in their cellars. And so they don't have a lot of supplies. And I think it's likely that the, uh, the exchange day is coming up. Let's find out. No, it's not. So we have time. We have time. Um, so Thorfinn learns all this as he's, he's going around. And so he learns now this dark sorcerer is responsible for what happened to his parents. So now he knows who to get revenge on. Let's find out the name of this dark sorcerer. And it is a woman. Okay, so it's a sorceress. Who, what is the name of this sorceress? Um, <laughs> Kataka. Okay, so this dark sorceress named Kataka. And what, I'm curious, what is the, what is the uh, culture of Kataka? She could be a Naradri. But honestly, Naradri are not uh, prone to magic use. Um, there are some witches here and there, and mystics. Very rare. But uh, yeah, I'm going to actually roll on a table here. And let's see what we get. Okay, no, it is a human. Just seeing if we had uh, an orc or something to deal with. But no, it is a human. Kataka is a human. But she is from the south. She is... Let's see if she... Okay, yeah, so she's an Amari. She is much like our friend Alphys. She is from the south. Is she from Westgate? That's gonna be possible. Um, yes, okay, so she is also from Westgate. She is a... Uh, she's a she is a, an Amari from Westgate who dabbles in dark magic. And I think... Now, here's another question. Is she the leader of these, uh, this vile band? Or is she just the sort of the, a henchman, a lieutenant who's sort of, you know, in charge of collecting the, the tributes? I think it's likely that she is not the leader. I think she is, I mean, she's out there doing the legwork, right? Going to these villages and threatening them. So I don't think she's actually the leader. No, she is not the leader. Okay, so, um... So there's somebody else. Interesting, okay. We don't know who, and uh, I'm gonna save that for later because there's no reason to know that yet. So Thorfinn finds out that this dark sorceress Kataka has been coming to Elkwood demanding tribute on a regular monthly basis, you know, for the past over a year, um, perhaps a year and a half or so. Shortly, probably shortly after the soldiers left, you know, this was they knew this was the time to take advantage because all of these soldiers had gone off to the north and they and uh whoever this leader is of this of these brigands had sort of sent K kataka out to start to demand tribute to, to build up his power and so i think uh thorfinn is he comes back he comes back to the hut sees alphys there um 
you know, tending the fire, maybe, uh, I think he's cooking up, uh, takes an old pot and he's sort of cooking up a, a crude broth from, from their rations, this dried meat he's sort of throwing in, hoping to soften it up and get a little bit, um, more interesting meal. The smell of the, the meat sort of wafting in the air a little bit as Thorfinn steps into the, the warmth of the hut. I... Althus, things here are far worse than I ever could have imagined. Oh, do tell, do tell. You, you don't understand. I could never believe that when I'd gone to war, I would come back to find such horrors. And he, he tells Althus about the, the sorceress, the brigands. The tribute. And so now we also know, like, when these refugees stole, when these former soldiers stole the resources from Elkwood, they were already suffering. And things were just so much worse. I, I will get my revenge on this Kataka, the sorceress, and whoever she works for. And these damnable brigands who dare put the boot upon my village, threaten it. I see. Well, I think at this point, Althus, um, while he is friend to Thorfinn, he is pretty selfish, and he, he honestly has no connection to these people. He has a connection to Thorfinn, but he doesn't know these people and i honestly think this is a point in which alphys might bail on thorfinn only because he's afraid of it sorcery is something that i think greatly frightens him and so he doesn't want to have anything to do with this fighting brigands he just fought in a war unwillingly he was a conscripted skull soldier because of his criminal history so um, I think it is, I'm going to say 50-50. He is somewhat loyal to, to Thorfinn. But I think it's 50-50 on whether or not Alphys says goodbye to his friend. Wishing him luck, of course, but no. Um, okay, that is an extreme. No, he, he's, I think, okay. Well, I think Althus knows he can't go back to Westgate for uh, unknown reasons. Um, he left Westgate for a reason. That's why, ended up, that's why he ended up in Aelgard in the first place and got, got caught stealing there. So he doesn't have anywhere else to go. And he, like I said, he's loyal to Thorfinn. And if he can get ex be accepted here, you know, this is a chance for a new life. So he, I think... Moves over to Thorfinn, sits next to him, puts his arm around his friend. Now it's, as you know, it's not in my nature to to deal with uh, such dangers, uh, but I'm with you, friend. I will help you on this quest. Thorfinn turns to Althus, probably surprised by this. He knows Althus's nature. Thank you. Thank you, friend. I appreciate it.
You're all I really have left. Althus just sort of nods to him. And they sort of, uh, I think, hug each other in a great clasp. Well, what do we do now? You know this sorceress has been terrorizing your village, but what can we do? Well, we could wait until she returns for the next tribute. If we could gather together some able-bodied warriors. Perhaps Somalid and his friends. Yes, we definitely will need more warriors that are, are, are on our side if we're going to be fighting against these brigands. Yes, I think according to the villagers we have a few weeks until it is time for tribute. In the meantime, perhaps we could we could gather information in the wild or I don't know, hunt, get more supplies. And with that we hit the end of the episode. Thank you all for joining me as we continue the story of Thorbin and Alphys. What will they do next? Tune in next time and everyone have a wonderful day.